I'm Evelyn Kalk, interviewing her. Welcome to Evie's History Bites, hosted by Martha Owen, the Heritage Collection Manager at the Evelyn Lehman Kalk Heritage Collection at the Napanee Center. Welcome to Episode 5. I'm Martha, and I'm so excited that you hit play to listen to this episode. We have another great episode for you. We're talking about art in Napanee, from our funny past of the cartoonist to the current art initiative. I have Jeff Stilson on the podcast today, and we will be talking about his art, the Napanee Art Council, and the creation of the NAC. We also dug deep into the archives for an oral history interview with Hazel Grant, a sister to one of the Napanee Six. But before we get to them, let's have a little history lesson. There's something in the air in Napanee. Napanee produced six nationally syndicated cartoonists. We have Meryl Blosser, the creator of Freckles and His Friends, Henry Moss, who started out drawing cartoons but soon found that he liked painting and commercial art more. Francis Parks was an editorial cartoonist. Fred Nair created Us Moderns. Bill Holman was famous for Smokey Stover, and Max Gwynn found fame with Slim and Spud. How are so many cartoonists from such a small city? A teacher, Bessie Brown, taught five out of the six. She was known to encourage her students to express their talent in doodling and drawing. Not only was she a teacher, but she also served on the very first library board. There are some other unique coincidences with the cartoonists. Blosser and Parks lived across the street from each other. Nair and Holman worked at the Five and Dime together. Uh, Holman sold popcorn and Nair sold ice cream. Holman would doodle on brown paper from Blosser's father's shoe store that was right next door to the Five and Dime. And Nair and Holman used to visit the Parks home to see Mike's work for his correspondence course. And the cartoonists took correspondence courses um, Five out of the six took the Landon Correspondence Course. The Landon School of Illustration and Cartooning was founded by Charles Landon in 1909. His advertisement was a simple answer this ad by copying this sketch. By 1924, Blosser, Parks, Moss, Near, and Holman were among the list of 45 pupils. To learn more about the Napanese Six, be sure to visit the Napanese Center's newly upgraded cartoonist exhibit. Jeff Stilson sat down with me and we talked all things art. So Jeff, thank you so much for uh, doing this podcast with me. I really, really appreciate it. So first off, we'll get started. And how about you tell me, tell us about yourself. About myself. Um, My name is Jeff Stilson. I'm a lifelong resident of Napanee. Um, Married my lovely wife, Angie, and about 30 years ago, which is a long time and have been doing art uh, for most of my life and uh, graduated with a degree in graphic design and worked in a couple of advertising agencies for about uh, a course of 10 years and then after those 10 years started my own business called Stilson Studio. All right and what really inspired you to be an artist? I think I've always had a love for art. Um, I, I, I guess when I really remember falling in love with it is in the third grade um, and actually uh, my first art teacher Jenny Shaw is a, a part of our Napanee Arts Council 
Um, so I'm glad to have her back. And uh, But she was the one that really facilitated my love for the arts um, and really uh, encouraged me to, to pursue that uh, talent that I, I guess I was born with. All right. And um, what what does Stilson Studios do? Um, Stilson Studio is a, a basically a full-fledged advertising agency. Um, it's just myself and, and my wife. Um, so um, we do anything and everything in the marketing world. Um, for the most part, it's photography for the RV industry, uh, but we design brochures and logo designs and um, billboards and any kind of print material you can name. All right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the Napanee Art Council. Okay, so the Napanee Art Council started about three and a half years ago, and um, it was under, under the suggestion of, of Mayor Phil Jenkins. Um, he came to me and, and you know, it, it, basically the way it started was we had all of these apples downtown that I had as a private project. And that was uh, probably four years ago, and those apples had stayed downtown for about three years. And so the mayor approached me and said, you know, what, what can we do with those apples? We don't want to throw them away. Um, do you think we need to develop an art council to kind of facilitate more art in downtown and, and come up with ideas? And uh, he asked me to head that, and uh, so I put together a group of local artists and, and, and people that enjoyed the arts, and it became the Art Napanee Arts Council. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about a little bit of, about the projects that the Napanee Art Council has done, um, especially after the apples? Okay. So when the Art Council was formed, um, our first project, of course, was to decide what we were going to do with those apples downtown. And again, they're too nice to be thrown out, so we needed to find a permanent location for those. So the Art Council decided, well, we need to find some, some ground um, where those can be relocated to, and then we also want to replace those apples downtown because people enjoyed those down, downtown pieces of art for so long. So we, um, in coordination with the Napanee Parks and Recreation Department, um, we asked them if they would mind if we did a, a permanent installment um, uh, for those apples out on their property. And the perfect location was along the, the walking and, and jogging path um, out along County Road 7. And uh, they were gracious enough to allow us to utilize about three quarters of a mile of that path. and. Uh, we established what we call the art path in Napanee, and our first installment was the apples. All right, and you've had like what the flowers, uh, the woodland creatures, of the bicycles downtown. What else do you guys have planned? Well, we have a lot of plans, um, but what happened with the, those apples is when we, we took those out of downtown. Our next project for as a council was to decide what to replace those sculptures with downtown. So we came up with the idea that we were going to do a rotating sculpture program. Um, so when the apples left downtown, we needed to replace those. And our first sculpture project was called the Flower Garden. Um, and so downtown became a flower garden, basically. So sculptures made out of any kind of material you want, as long as it resembled a flower. And those are all done through corporate and private sponsorships. And we have been so blessed by the city of Napanee that they support uh, the arts and our program. And we have been, uh, you know, fully supported uh, with about 12, anywhere between 12 and, and 20 sculptures uh, per the past four years. 
um, that uh, helps us maintain and, and keep our sculptures going. But back to your question, um, right now we have uh, the apple orchard, the flower garden, the dog pound, woodland creatures, and then downtown Napanee currently is called Latour de Napanee and those are sculptures made out of bicycle parts and those in about June 10th of this year those are going to move out to what we're calling the bike rack out on the art path. Okay and, and you have some really a really cool project coming up of that. Yeah um, so our next sculpture project that will replace downtown is called Love is in the Air and we have had a super response uh, to this project. Um, we've had, we have about 20 sculptures um, that have been sponsored and that uh, will be installed on June 10th, thereabouts around June 10th. We're waiting on the construction in downtown Napanee to kind of clear out before we install those sculptures. So around June 10th, um, our 20 sculptures will be uh, put downtown and uh, they are sculptures that depict love in some manner. Is there really anything else that you want to talk about? Well, um, all of our uh, sculpture, I, I guess, destinations, or we, I call them pods out on the art path, um, they are all, uh, I would say, um, I guess, wonderful attractions for people to go and see and, and walk and interact with. Um, and then those, we don't add any more sculptures to anything specifically except for the woodland creatures. So I want people to know that the woodland creatures project is something they can continuously sponsor a sculpture for and, and donate to that project. So um, again, it's a, the woodland creatures located in the woods along the art path. So that's the ongoing project. And then I just want to let people know that, uh, you know, how much we appreciate their support um, with these sponsorships. We have nearly 100 sculptures now between Napanee and the Art Path. That's, that's really impressive and really, really cool. Uh, so this is actually my first remote podcast interview that I'm doing. So I'm really excited and I, I love where we're at. So can you tell people about like what the NAC is and what you guys do here? Okay, so the NAC is the Napanee Arts Center, and it is a, can I go into a, a little bit longer story about it and how it evolved and yeah, how it yeah. came to be? Yep. Okay, so the, so the Napanee Arts Center is a facility um, that's free to the community to use and utilize and for art. Um, so if you have your own art supplies and materials and want to come in and hang out and do artwork, you're free to come on in, find a great location inside our facility and plop down and start working away. Um, but the way this uh, happened um, was almost by accident and it became a lot more than we ever thought it was going to be. Um, when we were doing, uh, about three years ago when we, we started the Art Council um, and all of these sculpture projects came to be, we decided as a council that we needed a facility to create these sculptures. And um, because our sculptures were all being created by artists that behind the scenes. So they were either doing them in their garages, in their basements, trying to find a place where they could actually do them. And the public wasn't aware that this was happening until all of a sudden they just appeared on our streets. And we felt that part of the process of these sculptures and enjoying them is seeing them actually being created. So we wanted to find a facility, or we were even thinking a shed or a pole barn or something, um, where we could create these sculptures and people could actually come and watch them being created. 
Then all of a sudden, um, the uh, center, um, FCDC, um, was their church is located right out of the back of our facility. That's where they they were original or used to be located. And now they've moved to the new or the old Boys and Girls Club. Um, so this facility in between Panther Pizza and Ed Jones um, was their food storage area. So it was nothing more than crates and crates of food, um, their surplus food that they would uh, hand out. Um, and when this uh, when they moved, this facility became available. So the timing was perfect when we were looking for a, a location and uh, this became available and, and Mayor Jenkins showed it to us and it was perfect. Um, it was probably more space than what we were anticipating, but it was perfect in, in the regards that it had an overhead door and, and allowed us to do uh, you know, bigger things um, inside that uh, doorway. So the space allowed itself to become more than just a, a sculpture place, um, it uh, then evolved into, well, why don't we create a space for the community where they could actually come and work, um, not just our, our artists that we know are doing sculptures, but for everyone and anyone um, to come work. And through a generous grant uh, from the Community Foundation and from the, you know a lot of input from the city of Napanee, um, we've created a state-of-the-art uh, facility that has to be seen in order to be appreciated. Um, when people walk in here and see it, they just actually can't believe it. What I find is really, really cool is you guys are, your building is within like very historical places kind of because like right next door was where Mike Parks lived and across the street was where Meryl Blosser lived, two of Napanee's cartoonists. Um, so that's pretty cool that you guys can be in like the general area. Yeah, the, the, loca the location is really cool to be, be in among some, some great artists and talent of Napanee and, and to kind of facilitate and, and keep that, uh, the artwork tradition alive here in Napanee. Yeah, and, and you just did some awesome work for us too with our cartoonist um, exhibit and really um, giving them a proper place. Yeah, um, I, I enjoy uh, utilizing my, my abilities um, to help anyone and everyone in Napanee um, and, and the new uh, cartoonist exhibit over at the, the Napanee Center um, is a, a great way for me to do that through display and, and kind of designing the signage for that and, and things like that. So I really like to, to utilize my abilities and, and help, you know, just make things look good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so is there anything else that you really wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the, the hardest thing that we struggle with as, as the Napanee Arts Center is actually getting people to walk in our doors. Um, it's not, uh, you know, it's not the easiest location to find. We're right in between Panther Pizza and Ed Jones. And um, as far as our signage, we, we don't have any out there right now because of all the construction here in Napanee. But, um, you know, to get people to actually walk in that door, open the door um, is the toughest part. But once they're here, once we explain what we do, um, how we operate, how friendly we are, um, you know, they can belong to a community of artists, um, bounce ideas off of each other, and um, just basically have a cool, quiet place to come and work and just escape 
escape to maybe their houses or school or wherever they typically work and, and become, you know, part of this creative center. Um, so I, I really urge people to just, you know, even if you don't do art, to just stop by and, and peek your head in the door. And I'll be glad to give you a, a nickel and dime tour and, and you can see what this is all about and really appreciate what the community has done um, to create this space. Yeah. I, and like I said, I can never, I tell people about it all the time because I was like, oh, there's this really cool place across from the museum. And it, it's really cool that um, there can be so many like interpretational places in such a close proximity with the library being close and the NACME Center being close too. And then you guys now um, really promoting the arts in Napanee. And I don't think a lot of people know how rich our history is in art. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the tradition certainly continues here. And, and we want to, we just wanted to create a space where, you know, the, the, the people that not only the hobbyists or, or the professionals, but just anyone in general who, you know, wants to come in and, and discover what their abilities may or may not be. Um, we wanted to give them a space where they can do that. And yes, Napanee's tradition of, you know, woodworking and, and cartoonists, it, it's, it goes deep. And, uh, you know, we just want to continue that on and, and carry out that tradition. Um, you know, one thing I did want to mention is, you know, not only are we a working facility, but people can just walk in off the street and, and come and watch artists work. Um, you know, and I don't want people to be intimidated to walk in and, and walk back into the artist area when people are working because that's what we're all about. You can go back there, look over the shoulder of an artist, ask them questions. They'll be happy to answer what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, it it's just a great educational space. And we have a retail space, um, too, that, that kind of gets overlooked. Um, we all, most of our uh, local artists um, have paintings, and, and uh, we have epoxy pieces, we have jewelry, we have uh, stained glass, woodworking, all sorts of things in our little retail space that people could come in and buy original and unique pieces. And, that, and that's really, really cool, too. I think that you guys are so multi-versatile in using your space so. yeah um so yeah it does and and we have a display here right now of, of mannequins so it allows uh, some of our local artists who who don't get a lot of recognition to kind of promote themselves um so this facility is just for people with uh art a love for the arts yeah all right so if there isn't anything else that you want to talk about. Oh, I do have something. I okay. have something else. Yeah. Um, so inside this facility, um, not only do we have 12 spaces for uh, uh, painting and drawing, but we also have a, a classroom style setting that also seats and, and uh, is able to uh, hold about 10 people um, in a classroom style setting um, where we can do, and we also have uh, clay and welding areas um, back in the back. So if you have... Um, welding, if you want to do a sculpture, you're, you're welcome to come. And we have two of our council members that would help you uh, weld those together. And uh, if you have a desire to work in clay, we have clay for sale, as well as the uh, uh, glazes that would go with that, and a kiln for firing. So um, this is just, you, you, there probably isn't anything you can't actually do here, artistic-wise. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I really encourage people to just kind of peek in and, and check it out. Um, and it's not, you should not be intimidated at all. It's welcoming, we're friendly, um, and we just hope it's, uh, we just hope it's a space that gets utilized. All right, so um, I have one last question. With uh, MPLs, I'm wearing 100 years and everything like that. This I'm asking this to virtually everybody that's on the podcast. So what does NPL mean to you? What does NPL mean to me? Well, I guess my, you know, I'm old enough. I'm, I'm half that age, basically. And when I grew up, I lived straight across the street from the library in the old Fairchild building upstairs in an apartment. So all of our windows looked out on that beautiful old building that is now inside the mm -hmm. new building. And I guess NPL represents a comfort to me um, just because it feels like home. Because when I looked out my windows, that's what I always saw. And I was always comforted by watching people walk in and out of there with, with whatever. I mean, back then it was basically books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but to see that old brick building and the grass in front at, at that point in time, it was just a, it, it made me feel at home and comfortable. Um, so I think, I think MPL means comfort. Um, and, you know, I'm glad it's been around so, so very long and is enjoyed by you know hundreds and hundreds of people um, but uh, I'm glad the I'm glad the interior of the new building is the old exterior because that just brings back memories every time I walk in there mm -hmm. yeah. well thank you so much for being on the podcast with me I truly appreciate it and I, I truly appreciate you also yeah well you're very welcome um, just everybody come in that's all I can say <laughs> yeah. We dug deep into the archives for this episode. Ray Banta interviewed Hazel Grant's sister of Napanee cartoonist Meryl Blosser on May 5th, 1979. So without further ado, here is our conversation. The woman's the name of that again, Greencroft Manor. It's never at Greencroft Manor. My guest is Mrs. Hazel Gross. She's the sister of Meryl Blosser. He's from Napanee and uh, well known as the uh, creator of Freckles and His Friends, the nationally syndicated comic strip. Your mother, uh, you mentioned, was uh, a painter and writer uh, yeah. earlier when uh, we didn't have the recorder on, and uh, probably uh, she was the one that uh, Merrill inherited his. Creative ability from maybe more than his dad. I understand his sister. Oh, she was she did lovely pen and ink work and uh, oil. No, you have no not oil. Watercolor. You have the brother that's the uh, photographer. Right. Uh, what's his name? Lowell. Lowell. The what were the names of the children uh, again? Uh, we, our family? Yes. Well, I was the oldest, Hazel, and Merrill, the cartoonist. 
when he was cartoonist? Yes, he was. So he dressed him. He went to his uh, office and visited with him when, when he was up there in school. You know, oh, when he was going to uh, Chicago uh, Art Institute, yeah, school up there. Yes. I think you have bought everything, don't you? No, not everything. About. We'll see if we can find some more out uh, if you're not getting too tired. And, uh, I was wondering about uh, uh, some of these other fellows from the Napanee area. Were any of them about uh, Merrill's age, like... Uh, uh, and Henry Moss was an, he was an artist. Very, um, did you ever have anything on him? Yes, I got some articles here that tell yes, about his career. He was a good artist, too. Paint, painter, mostly. Uh, he did a little cartoon early in his career, I guess. And, oh. Uh, he said he also studied this land and course, uh, like Merrill did. And, I think he did, took it first. And, and Parks did too. And, uh, he died just lately. Parks wasn't his old enough. Did he know uh, Merrill also? Yeah. Were they uh, about the same age? or? No, Parks was younger. I see. Quite a little. I don't know now if he quit. I had his obituary. It was in the Hampton Fever because he had lived there. When he was a boy, I guess, he graduated from high school there. And all the people being with him, his father was a furniture minister there. And all, and uh, so he, uh, got a lot of inspiration from Merrill and sort of, so how about uh, uh, Bill Holman and uh, Dad Meir? Well, I think he took those courses too by correspondence. I'm not sure, and uh, I don't know if they went to the art school in Chicago. I suppose they did. But did, did they all know each other? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They advertised that, that uh, see a Napanee, not a more artist than Napanee, and in any other town around, I guess. Yes, it's surprising. You think of any reason for that? No. Maybe each one followed the other one and got some inspiration from it. Was Merrill one of the early ones that achieved success nationally? Was Merrill one of the first ones from the Napanee area to get much recognition outside of this area or not? Well, he was uh, probably the first one, but then uh, most, uh, I guess, about Merrill's age, I guess, most. But the others were a little younger, and uh, Max Glenn is younger than any of them. Isn't he? He's still living here now. Max Glenn? Uh -huh. I don't know if he was younger. No. 
Maybe he was. Or that's the... Oh, another boy. What else I see? Holman? Yes, Holman. It just seems like he was the youngest of them all. That's it. Yeah. Uh, how did he get his first start outside of uh, Mappanee? Through the school in Chicago? Or uh, do you remember the... No, I don't know. That's why they admired the older ones, the younger fellows. Boys wanted to help they like to get in that line of work or how it was. Did you ever hear how he uh, came on the freckles and his friends idea? Was that uh, patterned after anybody he knew here in town or in school or? I don't know, but he used characters of names uh, of folks he knew in the town. Uh, he had my name in one time in a strip. Oh, he did? <laughs> Hazel, uh, Aunt Hazel. Aunt Hazel. <laughs> Freckles and Aunt Hazel. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But, uh, we ought to be here to tell you. <laughs> may I have, you mentioned earlier, I was talking about the, you must have inherited his uh, artistic ability from his mother. She wrote, mm -hmm. wrote and drew, and, uh, but uh, uh, you're not sure where he inherited his sense of humor. Uh, maybe the whole family had a sense of humor. Didn't well, my father was that way, although. And my youngest brother, well, maybe it came, the sense of humor came from his father and his artistic ability from his mother, possibly. Yeah, I guess so. Didn't you say something about him, uh, have some story about him telling funny stories? Uh, yeah, jokes. When he was uh, <laughs> supposed to be sleeping or something like yeah, that? Yes, he'd tell his, that boy was um, it talked in this article in the Warsaw paper. The, huh? In this Warsaw, Indiana paper, the Times Union, it talks about Merrill winning a uh, riding contest when he was 12 years old and going to Washington. Oh, yes, uh, he did. So he must right. have uh, he just had a little riding ability, too, along with art. I just got on the train here on the Vienna. <laughs> Train. I don't know if they had a, <coughs> what you call it, sleeper? Yeah. Or not a, uh, what is the name? Coleman. Yeah, Coleman. I don't remember. There are two boys got on it. One from, seems to be Iowa, and one from maybe Chicago or someplace out there on that same train. And then Merrill got on here. I don't know if they're any further on than joined it. They win prizes by uh, uh, working for the National Magazine. Yeah, I see. I wonder if that's published yet. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Joe Chappell was the, um, I remember, was the editor of that. And uh, Merrill <coughs> had customers in town, around town, a ticket every month. 
I wonder if there's a copy of that magazine on file someplace with that article in it. We sure had one of them. Yep. There's the best way to spend three hundred dollars. Is the title of it. Yes, and then he he got the more subscriptions or something. I believe they all did, and also uh, and that note keep um. I'd spend how much was it? Here's the best way to spend three hundred dollars. Oh, well, three hundred. That's what this article says. Well, that was more that. And uh, I'm gonna try them. Well, well, I don't know. And then oh, <coughs> and so we got the prize prize trip. And that and uh, there's some boys uh, from other places in the sick that passes too beside these three men all these two fellows. And uh, John Chapel had them this editor had them in a hotel in Washington DC. They had windows up second floor, I think, or something like that. From the watch the inauguration and I'll draw a maid and a pretty Roosevelt was pretty much present. Yes, uh, sir, if I was in Washington, he goes to the White House and, yeah. and gets uh, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt and yeah. we're encouraging him to continue drawing. Yeah, he said, what did you say to him? Says a boy. Yeah, yeah. That's I what he said when I he was happy about something. He said that. He said he should keep it up. He talked to him quite a while. <laughs> oh, he did. Well, uh, well, that was encouraging. That's yeah. Right. Everybody uh, likes to uh, be recognized, especially by somebody as important as the president. I think he was just 12 years old. Well, I think that's the way that's the way it's written. Well, I do. And I have Brian one much more. Well, he might have been about 13, I don't know. Now about that. Well, my mother always gave him love when she found out he wasn't interested in school, I suppose she encouraged him in his artwork. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Figured maybe he was going to keep at it anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, that sounds like several in the family. Uh, we're pretty talented. Mm -hmm. Did you say you school in Chicago? Is that he didn't come back to Napanee after that? He went to work other places or? Well, he got a um, place, his first place to work on a magazine called Motorcycling. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it was a cartoon how did he have to get that job through? Well, and maybe through the art school in Chicago. I see. I don't know, you know. Sir. And he worked there, I don't know, just how long. Before that, he had a work in uh, Wheeling, Virginia. Anyway, I believe. Was that That was after motorcycling or before? Before. That's right. That's right. Then to Cleveland. Uh, In Cleveland, they had a little job, too, I think. After that, in Cleveland. No, I'm not sure. And, and, uh, 
Well, that's uh, Fred's sister, you say. Mm -hmm. Fred, let's see. Fred. Oh, no, is that Park's sister? Is that uh -huh. Park's sister? Uh -huh. I lost track of it. Yeah. It's Francis Park's sister that yeah. still lives there. Francis and this is like... Oh, Mary Alice is sister's name. Mary Alice, not sure. But they you? have a daughter living in Michigan. It's, I think for what city is it now? I forget. Didn't Merrill ever draw pictures for the Napanee paper, or he, most of you? Well, I guess he did some. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I remember he had cartoons in there sometimes. Yeah, this picture over here, what, does he get along with uh, people pretty well uh, as a rule? I think he did. They always say some artists have artistic temperament, but maybe that doesn't uh, apply to cartoonists. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And we're so... That's all for this episode. A special thank you to Jeff Stilson for being my guest and talking about art. Join us next month as we will be talking about Lee Weaver, an aeronautical engineer that grew up right here in Napanee. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to this podcast and hit like or leave us a comment.